global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And good morning. I'm John Tucker. The Bloomberg Futures Report this morning being brought to you by Interactive Brokers and CME Group. If you're looking for global futures contracts with low trading costs, look no further. Interactive Brokers, the industry leader. Learn more at interactivebrokers.com slash CME Group. Uh, futures pointing to a lower open on Wall Street. S&P futures right now down uh, 10 points. The Dow E-mini futures down to 86. That's down about half a percent. NASDAQ E-mini futures down to 24 points. That's down a half a percent. Stocks slumping with oil and also metals after central bank meetings increased concern. The global economy may be losing momentum. We have the yen soaring uh, up uh, 1.8 percent, 104.09. And if you believe in these surveys, a survey by Ipsos Mori for the Evening Standard newspaper in Britain released today shows 53% support for leaving the European Union with 47% for remain. Uh, Sterling right now down eight-tenths of a percent at 140.89. Uh, Brent crude down 75 cents a barrel at 48.22. And uh, spot gold up 18.57 at 13.10.43. We check the markets for you. Wait 15 minutes during the training day right here on Bloomberg Radio. Michael and Tom, back to you. Uh, John Tucker, thanks so much. Uh, data checks. John with a nice one there showing the dynamics. If I had to say anything, folks, I need to be careful here here. Euro-yen is what the pros look at as a global dynamic. It is well in excess of three standard deviations. Strong euro, excuse me, strong yen, weak euro right now. That's not out to crisis or hysteria move, but we're really getting to where, as Trichet would say, Brutal moves are occurring. John mentioning sterling to new weakness. Not, you know, year weakness. That was in February, but 140.93 on sterling. Um, this is a mighty good time to speak for two or three hours with Douglas Cass of Seabreeze Partners. He has negotiated that back to a half hour because the Red Sox are in first place, trouncing everybody in sight. We speak with Doug Cass of Seabreeze. Doug, I want to save Apple for a discussion here in a bit. You wrote, you wrote a brilliant article yesterday with your caution on Deutsche Bank away from buy, hold, sell on European banking. Explain to our audience why you look at Deutsche Bank. Well, people are not focused on what, what is turning out to be the canary in the global coal mine, uh, Deutsche Bank. I, I don't think many people recognize, uh, Tom and Mike, that Deutsche Bank's market capitalization has shrunk to under $20 billion this morning. This, this is a, a bank. It's the largest bank in Germany. It has 105,000 employees and has $1.9 trillion of assets, uh, including one of the world's largest and most opaque derivative books. This, if you put it into context, is the market cap of a small regional in the U.S., SunTrust, which has roughly a sixth of the uh, workforce and less than 10% of the asset base. Um, this is roughly half the market cap of a foundering Yahoo and is only twice as large as a floundering Twitter uh, market cap. Um, this is a big problem. Um, the The bank... Um, and the Deutsche Bank and its peers in Europe 
are very leveraged, um, close to 40 times. They have not undergone the deleveraging that occurred in the domestic commercial bank business, particularly the money centers in the U.S. Um, six or seven years ago. Their funding pressures are rising. If you look at the LIBOR OIS spread, which right. no one is, uh, if this is a measure of counterparty risks, Tom, it's widening. Um, the Brexit fears, the, the decision is going to be made next week. It's going to create a number of structural uncertainties and uh, probably reduce trade activity and uh, asset growth of the banks. The industry and Deutsche Bank are facing terrible credit quality losses, which are stressing already leveraged and undercapitalized balance sheets. They face regulatory issues. They face market rigging, fraudulent trading, money laundering right. issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, this, to me, is more significant than AIG was to the United States and to the world in 2008. Within this are the checks and balances. I believe I don't observe a Cassian urgency among European banking slash regulators over any given European bank. This would be different if Deutsche Bank was in the United States, wouldn't it? Um, they would have had... Uh, written down their equity base, they would have been considered a failed bank, and they probably would have been rescued by um, the Treasury in 2000. And mergers and acquisitions would have occurred. Yes. Do you, within your years of experience, seriously, Doug, within your years of experience, do you see any ability within continental Europe to use mergers and acquisitions is a constructive way to clear financial markets. I don't observe it. No, it'd be like uh, merging uh, the Yankees with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, no, I, I don't see it. Look, the, the one thing I know about is the banking industry. I was uh, a bank analyst for, at Putnam for many years. While I was a warden, I co-wrote a book with Ralph Nader called Citibank, which Walter Riston responded to in a hardcover book. In fact, I just went on Amazon and I got 10 or 12 copies um, this week because he was so angry at our, our conclusions. Um, the, the banking industry um, is the lifeblood of, uh, of global growth. And as you know, in Europe, the EU banks play a, a much more dominant role in um, in the movement of goods and products in that region of the world. Uh, it's not like the U.S. where we have commercial bank, commercial paper markets, we have most companies are cash rich and self-funding. It's not the case in Europe. Okay. This is a huge problem, and it's being dismissed right. by the market. Um, and, okay. okay. Well, we're going to come back with Doug Cass. There's Deutsche Bank. We'll come back on a short on Apple and also talk to him about uh, the general market di uh, gyrations. Mr. Cass is with Seabreeze Partners. Futures negative 10, Dow futures negative 82. De deterioration in selected markets right now. German two-year negative 0 0.606. A little bit of a tick down there. Yen 104.16. Euro yen 116.17. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. We are counting down to the opening bell brought to you by the Jeep Grand Cherokee, the most awarded SUV ever. The Grand Cherokee continues to raise the bar with its luxurious interior and 4x4 capability.
Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. And good morning. I'm John Tucker, uh, along with Tom Keene and Michael McKee. For the opening bell this morning is being brought to you by SEI. In the future, the asset management business will be profoundly different. Find out how it, SEI's global operating platform can help you navigate the new operational frontier at SEIC.com slash imagine. And right out of the gate, we have a U.S. stocks uh, following global markets lower this morning. Dow Jones Industrial Average down 58 points, a decline right now of three-tenths of a percent. S&P 500 down eight points. The Nasdaq Composite Index, 23 points lower. That's down about a half a percent. Uh, most active uh, so far this morning in the early going, Rite Aid Corporation. That is down one and a half percent uh, right now, 7.73 a share. First quarter adjusted net uh, EBITDA. That is uh, trailing estimates. They're one of the few companies out with earnings this morning. Also, some of the uh, bank shares, Bank of America, that's down eight-tenths of a percent, 13.23. This low interest rate environment, not exactly encouraging for banks. Once again, the Dow down 72 points, S&P 500 eight points lower. We check the markets for you every 10 minutes during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. Back to uh, Mike and Tom. Uh, John Tucker, thank you so much. The VIX 21.55 up 1.41 figures. If I had to look at one thing right now, folks, among the many moving parts, new curve flatness, 210 spread, 86 basis points, 86.56, nowhere near a recession indicator, but nevertheless a flattening yield curve within the interdependencies of the market. A perfect time to speak with Douglas Cass, Seabreeze Partners. Doug, I want to get to Apple, but I got to squeeze in the markets here first. What should someone less sophisticated than Douglas Cass do when they see the turmoil amid bonds, foreign exchange, and commodities? How do they bring that over to what they should do with their equities? Uh, They should probably recognize that the notion uh, adopted by Larry Summers and others of secular economic stagnation is finally coming to the fore that uh, it implies a period of subpar, tepid economic growth around the world, a difficult period for corporate profits, a squeeze on profit margins, and a market that's trading right. 24 times gap earnings as very vulnerable. So the best thing to do, most people don't short like myself. It's, uh, it requires a great deal of uh, risk discipline, uh, pricing discipline. The best thing to do is have higher than um, average cash reserves and uh, save your money for the rainy day because I think it's starting to rain. Within that is a basic idea of the the, the loopiness of the markets and the macroeconomic analysis. The number one thing right now is we have a group of interviews saying this is all about Brexit remain and another group, which I believe I can put you in, which says, no, it's got a little bit more to do with with things other than Long June growth. 23rd. You're in the camp that it's got to do with a demand deficiency worldwide. Yeah, I did. I actually sent you three charts. In I didn't look at them. In, in response to your guest. I was too busy watching a Red Sox win. Continue. I'll stop it. Break up the Red Sox. 
please, I'm begging you. Uh, <laughs> domestic economic activity is slowing. I don't think this is really has to do with Brexit yeah, because, frankly, if you if you look at the betting parlors, it's one to two odds uh, that um, that England will remain and two to one that they'll exit. And I I like the betting parlors because that's where real money is bet, not opinion. Um, and the fact is that Brexit. Even if they do remain, there will be continued uncertainty. But domestic economic activity is slowing. And in the three charts I sent you on industrial production, on capacity utilization, yeah. and the peaking of auto production are very clear. I mean, uh, you know, charts don't lie. My grandma Koufax used to say, don't tell me it's raining uh, when you're pissing in my face. Within that, and I featured Cap U today. I mean, capacity utilization, folks, is rolling over. Doug Cass, explain to our audience why capacity utilization has value if we're a service sector economy. I mean, I get it that it worked in our because youth. Manuf- because manufacturing remains 15% of, uh, of uh, domestic GDP. And with costs rising... Uh, for manufacturing companies, profit margins are being squeezed. When profit margins are squeezed, profits are squeezed, mm-hmm. and that reduces hiring. And we saw that manifest yeah. in the last month's labor business. You know, my sports metaphor today is the market is like the New York Yankees pitcher CC Sabathia. It's aging. Sabathia is 36 years old. And he doesn't. I was going to say, is anybody on the Yankees under 32? I don't. I don't. I don't believe Stop so. It, Tom. You know something. I'm supposed to guest host in two weeks. Oh, really? I'm going to wear my Yankees, uh, my Red Sox sucks T-shirt. I, I like that. You can do that. Doug, uh, with the market, folks, let me do a quick data check here with Doug Cass, the Seabreeze, negative 100 on the Dow, the VIX, 21.73. The 10-year yield is plunging right now. No other way to put it. To, to four digits, 1.5379 on the 10-year. It's about ready to go through the 3 a.m. Uh, low yield that we saw on the 10-year. Gold up $26, 13.14 the ounce. And I haven't even had the courage, Doug Cass, to look at Apple. Let's in the time we've got left, give me a reason why you are short Tim Cook. Well, this is an unpopular view, and I've taken a lot of heat on this one. Uh, my view is very simple, that the company is overowned, that it's a mature hardware company. It's serving a mature high-end smartphone market. Its average selling price is close to $680 per unit compared to its peers of uh, under $300, exposing them to commoditization of their product. Yeah, they're holding a lot of cash, but less than many believe. Apple has most of its money overseas. They have to pay big taxes to repatriate it. And markets don't value cash as a dollar on a dollar. Typically, it's valued at 75, 70%, and add the overseas. I strongly agree. Strongly agree. 60%. Yeah. Final thing is that the last, the most important thing is the last important product upgrade cycle is now over for Apple. I don't believe that earnings, that the peak earnings in 2015 for Apple will be eclipsed for years and maybe ever. How do you know when to get out of a short? You're in it. You've made um, that money. A t- that's a great question. Apple's not going to zero. Let's assume it's not a short like that. But how do you know when to exit something you're, you've been right I, on? You're I, smart. My, it's going my, south. My per, you know, I average into shorts, but I start getting more aggressive to answer your question when I see investor sentiment move so far to the uh, optimistic extreme. That was the case in Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're, you're Bloomberg. And your competitors, CNBC and Fox, 
had um, commentary on Apple for almost an hour a day a year ago, right at the peak. Yep. I don't disagree on product and whiz-bang and all that. Interesting story. Doug Cass, thank you so much. Great an honor to have you on here this day of Market Turmoil. Mr. Cass, uh, with a look, look within his research for his article on Deutsche Bank. Whether you agree or disagree, uh, it is something. Mr. Cass, is Deutsche Bank the canary in the coal mine? The Dow negative 114, 17,525. The VIX up a good 1.79 figures. I look for that to elevate 21.93. The yield. Plunging 1.5363. Uh, we're right at our 3 a.m. lows for the U.S. 10-year. The U.S. 2-year through 0.67, The German 2-year sitting at lows, negative 0.606. The yen, 104.89. Looking for a 103 again on yen. We're not there. Euro 111.60. <coughs> I'm gasping. 111.60. On euro dollar sterling one forty ninety five it's been lower than that weaker than that this morning uh, as well, but again, the ten year one point five three percent and now to the news from New York. Here's Michael Barr. Tom, thank you very much. This hour of surveillance is brought to you by Mount Kisco Volvo. Visit Mount Kisco Volvo. We have breaking news. The cockpit voice recorder of an Egypt airplane that crashed last month has been found and pulled out of the Mediterranean Sea. Egypt Air Flight 804 was heading from Paris to Cairo when it plunged into the sea. All 66 people on board were killed. The data recorder could provide details as to what brought down the Airbus A320. Egypt's investigation committee says the so-called black box has been damaged, but that the vessel searching for the wreckage has managed to safely pull the memory unit which is the most important part of the recorder. CIA Director John Brennan is updating lawmakers on Capitol Hill today on the Islamic State group. Brennan, before the Senate Intelligence Committee, says Islamic State militants are training and trying to deploy operatives for further attacks on the West and will rely more on guerrilla-style tactics to compensate for their territorial losses. President Obama will head to Orlando, Florida today. The president, along with Vice President Joe Biden, will offer support to the community hit hard by a mass shooting at a gay nightclub Sunday that left 49 people dead and 53 others wounded. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Tom? Michael, thanks so much. The Dow, negative 112. The VIX, 21.9. I'm about ready to get to a 22 uh, print. The yield coming in, 1.53%. Uh, from New York, Michael McKee and Tom Keen with Markets on the Move. More data checks. Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance brought to you by Commonwealth Financial Network. When it's time to change the conversation, talk with a broker-dealer RIA that is ready to listen. Call 866-462-3638 or visit Commonwealth.com to learn more.